We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. has existed since prehistoric times. It was worshipped by primitive cultures. It can kill a man with one crushing bite. We heard a man was bit in half. Any recent bear attacks? Bears don't attack people underwater. Probably a fever then. What was that? Whatever's out there, he shot with this, he's dead. Oh no. How many deputies you got? You came here to help you find it. We can't let him kill it. Experience a few parts mystery. Do you have any theories why he's here? Honestly, I don't know. And a few parts <laughs> missing. It's a human toe. Is this the man who was killed? He seemed taller. Oh my god. <laughs> Bill Pullman. Shoot him! No! How much of a wacko is this guy? Bridget Fonda. Mother! Oliver Platt. Maybe swim back up! Maybe not! I just have this feeling everything's totally safe. This summer, the Earth's oldest creature has just found a new home. Lake Placid. For this bonus episode of Final Review, a movie from 1999 that isn't The Matrix, Lake Placid. It is directed by Steve Miner. It is starring Bill Pullman, Bridget Fonda, Fonda Oliver Platt, Brendan Gleeson, and most importantly, Betty White. This is a bit of a tribute bonus episode that we're going to be doing on the life and career of Betty White in, I guess, what can be called a cult classic and a, a fan favorite uh, performance of, of people on this show, at least. Uh, the plot, <laughs> according to Letterboxd, is when a man is eaten alive by an unknown creature, the local game warden teams up with a paleontologist from New York to find the beast. Add to the mix an eccentric philanthropist with a penchant for crocs. And here we go. This quiet, remote lake is suddenly the focus of an intense search for a crocodile with a taste for live animals and people. 
Yeah, I want to watch that movie. Whatever, whatever Letterboxd is talking about. <laughs> so full disclosure, I had never seen this movie. I, I was 11 years old in 99. I had never been shown it, this movie or had it put in front of me. It's got, I mean, I've obviously seen Jaws. It's got some of the same shots and tension of Jaws without the same Spielberg expertise <laughs> as that movie. And yet it's it's fun. I could see why Oz, it's, it's got a soft spot for you. And then Betty White shows up about 55 minutes into the movie as a local uh, ranch. Uh, she, she runs a ranch and like a, she's like a farmer or something. Fine. Uh, she is feeding the crocodile. I'm not I don't care about spoilers. OK, she's feeding the you're, crocodile. You all are getting spoiled on this 20. 20- two-year-old, 23-year-old crocodile movie. So this crocodile is eating people that are on this lake and they're trying to trap it and kill it. And it continues to win against all the people and a bear midway through the movie Um, and a helicopter once too, which is actually a really fun scene. Uh, And so suddenly they've realized that the reason the crocodile still exists and it's probably as big as it is, is because Betty White is feeding all of her farm animals to this crocodile and, and her husband and her husband don't don't leave that out and her husband i'm sorry uh well george is the who cares um oh no the, the husband is named is named bernie so that, oh, it's that bernie was- that's right bernie went hunting one day and it followed her back or fishing <laughs> one day and followed him back uh some of the more fun betty white lines that i've ever seen whether it be if is this the most iconic of the movie i think you know what i'm about to say (laughs) if i had a dick i would tell you to suck it (laughs) that was said by betty white in this movie and then like says something else to the police as the officer fuck meat or fuckwad or whatever it's called as they're taking one of her cows to use as bait she says a word that i guess we're not allowed to say anymore but because it's said by betty white it's a hilarious then she's telling the other cop i hope she eats i hope they eat your friends is that okay to say i hope every one of your friends gets eaten i think betty white was the forerunner of a cab in 1999 yes seriously (laughs) um it was a very fun performance that caught me off guard and man i had always ever seen betty white in in much different roles and she's much softer. She's much more gracious. And this, she seemed to have a lot of fun. So let's start at the top. First of all, Oz, your thoughts on Lake Placid, the movie. Okay. So so I, I've mentioned my mother and her role in my love of cinema a number of times. My mother has a real soft spot for kaiju movies and giant monster movies and shark attack movies and stuff like that. So I have seen every one of these. I watched like 15 of those sci-fi channel original like Jurassic Boa sort of mm-hmm. movies every single year because it's I'm broken. And this is a particularly good example of that sort of garbage, like grindhouse, low budget. Um, in this case, a, a fairly decent budget. And CGI is not terrible. Uh, not terrible. De- no, there's moments seen- where you notice it, but not terrible across the board. Yeah, not terrible, especially for something that's 23 years old. Um, so I think this one is, is super fun. Of course, it's not Jaws, but it's not trying to be Jaws. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking self-aware of what it is. It's in on the joke. Uh, everyone seems to be having fun with it. It is like a blissful 81 minutes long, which is just, it's just a, 
balm of happiness because I feel like if this movie were made today, it would inevitably be like 132 minutes and have like a environmentalist subplot or something like that. Uh, it's just it's lean. It's it gets right to the point. There's actually a little less bloodshed in this movie than I had I had recalled. Mm-hmm. Um, fewer fewer graphic kills. It had, it's been a few years on this one, but I love all this stuff. Give, feed me this and Deep Blue Sea and these sort of trashy creature features this is good shit the opening scene when i i say that it gave me hints of jaws or inspirations of jaws i'm sure a lot of people have used this where for a while they don't show the monster they don't show the animal that you're chasing throughout the movie and the opening scene of seeing the person in the water from the animal's perspective that is like straight out of jaws then literally being dragged underwater uh and then half a person gets pulled out the water and it's like oh this is this is different <laughs> this is this is gonna be a little bit more gory but like in that sense of fe- like i'm also somebody i hate crocodiles there's a i have a story for you ex-girlfriend of mine we went to bush gardens in tampa in like 2010 11 uh, i was still in college we were staying with her parents down in florida for a weekend and suddenly there's like in the middle of the a park an alligator pit or a crocodile pit and i thought like they're not real because they're not like the fences are really low and then i'm looking dead at one and i'm thinking there's no way this thing is real and then all of a sudden it blinks and it scared the shit out of me and then it starts moving <laughs> toward me and turns out they're well trained to know that we don't go past this certain force field having said all of that i'm just that moment there let me know i'm i'm lost if i ever get face to face with a crocodile so a crocodile movie like this or two years ago where there was this this hurricane movie where it's called that movie so good okay thank you it's also got the like the tension of crocodiles that i i i like the entire movie i was just terrified and it's it's the effective version of this that i like um but like you have movies like that that build tension by creating creating this these moments of fear that you need to act quickly on your toes and there's no there's only a few I should say um, absurd hey I outswam the thing that lives in the water you know <laughs> um, so as a movie I can see how this could be fun I see this is a, a, a you, you hit it on the runtime eighty two minutes I was able to honor my agreement with Oz when I said, I'll watch it. Fine. Before <laughs> I'll interrupt my Saturday or my Sunday, at some point I will sit down and watch this movie from 1999. And it is fun. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. We can now transition into why we're doing this movie is because uh, over uh, Friday night, New Year's Eve, Betty White passed away at the age of 99, um, best known for her TV show, The Golden Girls. Um, she is a television icon. She is also one of the uh, foundational pieces of actresses in Hollywood and uh, is an idol to so many people of any gender. And I, I think all of us were caught off guard because there's been this running joke over the past couple of years when celebrities die that all of a sudden Betty White will be trending and we're all like, oh my God, did it happen? Oh, okay. She's just trending because of something else. Yeah. She's flirting with Ryan Reynolds again or something. Right. And this time it actually was true that Betty White was trending because she passed away. Um, what does she mean to you? Oz? I, I know she's more of a TV icon, but obviously here we found a fun role for her in the cinema. And she has a, you know, it's it's crazy when when you look at her filmography because she has stuff like big movies like like Preminger movies, advising consent from the sixties, all the way up to like Sandra Bullock movies mm. in two thousand and nine. The proposal, she's hilarious, and she was just in Toy Story four. And like a, we joked about Keanu having a meta role in Toy Story four. She has a meta role in Toy Story four and those those uh, Disney Plus spinoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I just. Look, I think it's one of the things that's really come to light after she passed. And I think it was known before, but it's really been hammered home is looking through the the, the comments of people that knew her. This is someone who was a, a forerunner on a lot of social issues long before it was a popular position to take. I, I saw one thread from from Don Cheadle talking about how the the two of them had shared a scene together and it was really difficult because she is uh, extraordinarily pale and he is um, (laughs) he has a bit more melanin than she. Yes. And 
you know, the second day they were filming together, he realized that she, without talking to anybody, had darkened all of her makeup, had had darkened her hair a little bit as a way to try to fix what the what the cinematographer was struggling with from a lighting perspective. And he really appreciated it was just a small gesture, a small moment of allyship of her trying to make things a little bit easier for a young actor who at that time was still trying to make it. And there are just so many stories of her going out of her way to to treat people decently, writers who had one conversation with her when they worked on a show or a movie that she was on that she would come up to and give a big hug and remember everything about them 20 years later. It just seems like this was a, a genuinely kind person who also her, her career spans. I mean, she was on the, the Mary Tyler Moore show and then was in a Pixar movie. I mean, th- this is a, about as big an arc of Hollywood, particularly on the TV side, but of Hollywood history as, as somebody could possibly have. Also, she's become such a cool figure, particularly over the last 20 years or so, of this kind of like foul mouthed beloved grandmotherly character that, you know, as as someone who I guess is a member of film Twitter, this is an incredibly important person in film Twitter. Every time she has a flirtation with Ryan Reynolds or some other, you know, young celebrity as a, <laughs> as a running gag on Twitter, it, it gets a laugh and it's actually funny. I, I watched some outtakes of her and I don't even know, it looked like some recent God awful looking sitcom, but of her doing of her just like riffing and like breaking everyone's concentration because she just says ridiculous shit. And I, I just, it's really clear that the wit was there all the way to, to the end, just full faculty as funny as people get. And I, I think that's really amazing. What, what a, what a life lived to, uh, I don't know, be born before Babe Ruth hit 552 of his <laughs> career home runs. Like that's crazy. I, the one that was going around today is that, is that Petty White predates sliced bread by six years. Oh my um, God. Wow. So it, I just think it, it's, it's really cool to have someone who's been omnipresent. You know, a lot of, a lot of people in the public eye disappear for 10 years or 15 years or 20 years. And then you get the sort of notification that they've, they've passed away. I, Betty White was tweeting like a week ago. So it's just really cool to have this person uh, have been such a presence. And her SNL episode is fucking dynamite and totally worth tracking down. You hit it that the first the the SNL episode is when I understood the legend of Betty White. And I saw the um, celebration that was on hand when she hosted and she was hilarious. The the the. Uh, Spanish show that uh, takes place. It's a sketch where every time they introduce somebody, they do a little dance every time they come out. And she came out with her husband, Bobby Moynihan, and they're doing that little dance and she's offbeat from everybody yes. else. Um, yeah, it, it was an event when Betty White hosted. Honestly, on the same level, it felt like when Eddie Murphy came back and hosted a couple years ago. Um she predates basketball. I didn't even put that together. <laughs> yeah, yes. The first NBA game is 1946. She his she predates the sport I now make a living off of. Like <laughs> brought like, like holy shit, Betty White. And then like you mentioned the stories that have come out about her principles and the stands that she's taken. She used to host a show, the Betty White show. It was like a variety talk show. And she received backlash for featuring a black tap tap dancer named Arthur Duncan. And when she was told by the studio to uh, cancel him from the show, she extended his airtime and responded to the racist critics and racist audience members and racist studio execs 
I'm sorry, live with it. And then her show was canceled. So she took that principled stand, suffered for it, and like probably didn't even reap any back-end benefits other than posthumously, we get to remember her for that type of person that she was. Um, bravo to the life that she lived. Bravo to the inspiration that she was. And, you know, I... I Hope we all have a 99 year life in us or even a one year life the way she was able to um, live out hers. Uh, Oz, an important question. What would your grade on Letterboxd be of Lake Placid? It's, I mean, th- see, this is why grades are silly because no, my, like, objective I, have brain, an, I have an objective grade. I promise my, you. Go my ahead. objective brain is like a four, but my heart is like an eight. So let's put it right in the middle and call it a six. Okay. We're, we're even because. Oh, see? Where I have a six too, because that's the thing. I will recognize. Okay, this is bad. Like Venom, let there be carnage. It's a seven for me. That's not a. That's like not the same as Nightmare Alley, which I also gave a seven. Like it's for different reasons. I had fun the entire ninety-minute runtime of Let There Be Carnage. And Nightmare Alley, I recognize like there's a prestige there. It's well done, and the story doesn't work for me as well as it works for other people. Having said all of that. Lake Placid is a fun 82 minutes. Every, as you mentioned, everybody's in on the joke. And for Betty White alone, that movie deserves at least a six out of 10. So um, would this change anything about your final review ranking, specifically 1999, if you want to bring that year up again from The Matrix? I'll say that I, I don't believe I mentioned it when we did our honorable mentions rundown, and I definitely should have. There you go. So I'll Especially considering it. some of the trash you threw on at the end of your list. Uh, Johnny Tsunami, <laughs> baby. Okay. I stand by that. Um, instead of our normal outro, I think it's collectively we should just say rest in peace, Betty White. And thank you for everything you meant to this industry. You know, I have so many people to thank for being here, but I really have to thank Facebook. <laughs> about the campaign to get me to host Saturday Night Live, I didn't know what Facebook was. <laughs> and now that I do know what it is, I have to say, it sounds like a huge waste of time. <laughs> yeah. I would never say that people on it are losers, <laughs> but that's only because I'm polite. <laughs> uh, People say, but, but Betty, Facebook is a great way to connect with old friends. Well, at my age, if I want to connect with old friends, I need a Ouija board. <laughs> Needless to say, we didn't have Facebook when I was growing up. We had phone book, but you wouldn't waste an afternoon on it. <laughs> Facebook just sounds like a drag. In my day, Seeing pictures of people's vacations was considered a punishment. (laughs) And when we were kids, we didn't say we were single. We were just kids. It was weird if you weren't single. (laughs) Yes, we had poking, but it wasn't something you did on a computer. (laughs) It was was something you did on a hayride. (laughs) Under a blanket. Oh, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Things were a lot different when I was growing up. My father, Horace, was a traveling salesman who moved our family to California during the Great Depression. 
I mean, that's the kind of stuff you only read about in novels. And to think I've lived through a world war, worked on radio and films on Mary Tyler Moore and the Golden Girls. And... And now I'm here tonight because you wanted me to be. I really just want to say I feel so loved. Thank you. If I could, I would, I would take you all on a big hayride. <laughs> Starting with you, sir. No, not you. You. <clears throat> Guess what? Jay-Z is here. And if I, had a, if I had a dime for every time I've said that, I'd have one dime. <laughs> Which wasn't anything to shake a stick at in my day. We have a great show for you tonight. So stick around and we'll be right back. 